Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. I'm going to keep today a little elementary. Is that okay? Uh, I have... I have four daughters that are here today and uh, four God kids that are here today and then four friend friends, best friend kids that are here today. We got lots of kids. So uh, I want to keep everybody entertained. At the same time, I I want the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to you. All right? All right, let's get started, even though I've already started. I told you it's going to be way different way different. A little bit about me. I grew up with both my parents in the house. It was uh, not awesome at that time, but I wouldn't have it any other way at this time in my life. Uh, I had an older sister who is amazing, and she might be watching in California. Hi, Jen. I love you. Thanks for waking up early. And uh, no, um, my childhood was the best it could have ever got. And I say that not just because my parents are here, but doom, I say that because I had a good time. I had a good time as a kid. Uh, Growing up as a kid, I heard this and this was a, a theme for me that whenever I got into an encounter with my dad, which was very rare, my dad would say, one day, son, one day when you have kids of your own, you'll understand. And I remember that comment coming from him a few times. Uh, It was, I didn't understand it. So to me, it was kind of, you know, Chinese. It, it It didn't make sense because I didn't have kids. So at that point in my life, I couldn't understand having kids and not having kids. Years later, I met my wife, who became my wife and broke all the little boys' hearts because I married Jessica Simpson. No, it was great. It was great. Uh, This one time, I took my wife to uh, a friend of mine in high school that was getting married, and you got to fill out the guest card, you know, you'll be attending with a guest. And I wrote Jessica Simpson on the guest card and I mailed it in. And she told me later that her mom opened all those cards and she's like, Peter's bringing Jessica Simpson. She's like, could it be? And they're like, no, I, no, well, no, no. So, uh, no, it's good. Awesome. People still texting me. Thank you, thank you. Richard, stop texting me. Uh, so I married, I married my wife, 2005. Uh, she's been my everything, my, uh, my rock, my stability. I don't give her enough credit for everything that's happened. In my life, moving forward, we decided to wait four and a half years before we had our first child which was a little girl, and we waited four and a half years because we needed to. Adding kids to our mess was just that. It would have been a mess. It took us four and a half years to learn how to communicate together, 
And uh, I appreciate her sticking through me. One thing we decided in marriage counseling is that we are never going to throw the D word back and forth. Amen? And that was divorce. And we just decided that, hey, that's totally off the table. We're going to make this work. And uh, to this day, it's the most accomplished thing that I have in my life is my marriage. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for you, babe. Thank you. You're awesome. Four and a half years, we had our first child. Raylan was born. A couple years after that, we were pregnant with our second child. And I remember my wife came to me and said, I love Ray so much. How can I make room in my heart for another one? I remember this conversation like it was yesterday because I understood where she was coming from at that point in time. Now back to my dad's comment of you wait one day until you have kids of your own. So now we have one child and we're trying to make room in our heart for another. And how would this be possible? But when Cadence was born, the room in our heart just automatically happened. Amen. For those of you that have children, you can understand. So I would like to speak on a father's heart today. Uh, there's a little bit of theme with the shirt that I'm wearing, but at the same time, a father's heart in understanding the father has changed my life, and I hope it's changed yours. If not, we're going to tune into a few things, so stay with me. Are you with me? How we perceive God the Father can change your life, good or bad how you understand him, how you think he thinks about you, what you think he thinks about you. If you think he's mean towards you, if you think he's loving towards you, it's going to change your behavior and the way that you act. You agree with me? Okay. So we're going to look at a few fathers today. Father number one. Are you ready? Okay, father number one, he has a son. The son's born at the age of 11, 12, 13. The son decides to go a different way. You could say there's a good path and a bad path, and he chose to take the bad path. You could almost say he chose the dark side. So at this point in time, the division has happened, well, The father goes on loving the son and trying to get him back in every which way possible. Yet, when the two actually meet face to face, the son actually takes the father's life by a lightsaber going through his heart and he falls to his death. Can you name this father? Han Solo. Is this father's name? Han Solo. Another father. Facing the point of extinction. Grabbed his son and put his son in a ship to send his son far away. As he sent his son far away, he was killed. But in sending his son, he sent his son with little tokens of who he is and where his son came from. 
And these tokens were in the form of crystals. Also, with this story, another father receiving the son found the son in a ship, got the son out of the ship, and helped raise him from a baby through life, dealing with all his differences. And they both loved him dearly. Can you name the father? Jonathan Kent is the second father. Who's the first father? Jor-El. Who's the son? Superman. Superman. That's right. Superman, also known as Clark Kent, also with his father's name of Kalel. Kalel. Amen. I'm telling you, keep up. Keep up. It only gets better. Here we go. Another father. Another father had two children. These two children were separated from him. He also chose a different path from his kids. Actually to the point of fighting against what his kids stood for. And in the end, when the father met with the son, he actually saved his son's life by picking up the emperor and throwing him into a dark hole. The name of this father is Anakin Skywalker also known as Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Are you keeping up? Here's a story I did a study on. Father in a house with lots of children. The daughter leaves their country and comes to the United States where she found Jesus. She found Jesus and started following Jesus as a Jesus follower, also calling herself a Christian. This father, in return, exiled her from his home, cutting off all ties to the daughter, basically stating, you're never allowed back into this house or this family again. This was a Muslim girl that I did a study on. How you perceive your father can change your outlook. How you perceive the father can change your life. How do we perceive God and what God has for us in the, in the area of his love towards us? There's another father He has two children. These two children messed up. They made a mistake. So he actually removed them from the garden. He removed them because he was so hurt at what they did. He was so shameful of what they did. 
he was so mad that they did what they did. This is the wrong picture of this father. Because when Father God removed Adam and Eve from the garden, it was not because he hated them. That's right. He did not hate them. God loved them. And in loving them, he removed them from their their situation. And he loved them so much that he committed the first sacrifice and sacrificed an animal to cover them. Now, we've talked about about this before here at Faith City. He covered them not for himself, so that they could stand in his presence because he could not be with them with their shame. It wasn't for himself. He covered them so that they would be okay to stand in his presence because he never left his kids. The scriptures say, the Father will never leave us nor forsake us. My scripture for the day is Colossians 1.21. You can remember it. I'm going to say it. You were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior. You could, rid, you could misread this scripture and say, Because of my evil behavior, I'm alienated from God. See how easy that was? See how easy that was to mess that up? Because of my evil behavior, because I messed up, I'm alienated from God. My mess up has put a distance between me and him. Now, because of my mess up, I cannot get to him. This is a false fact. This is not true. Let's read the scripture again. I will read it again. You were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind. Your mind thought you became an enemy and alienated from God because God never went anywhere. God never left you. Your evil behavior did not separate him from you. It separated your mind from him. Are you understanding me? Kids, are you following me along? What you thought when you messed up separated excuse me, separated yourself from God the Father, it did not. That's right. It did not. It did not. So the sacrifice was God sacrificed the animal to cover Adam and Eve so that they in their minds could now go before him. It was to help them. How do you view love? 
Because how you view the Father's love towards you is the way you will explode love throughout your life, not only towards him, but towards others. Following me? Does your love have conditions? This is where we get to the nitty-gritty. I would like to say, as humanity, our love does have conditions. I, I believe it's very hard for us to understand unconditional love. That's love without conditions. Because in order for us to understand that, we would have to almost flip our world upside down and say to your friend, to your spouse, to your neighbor, to those that you know, it doesn't matter what you do to me, I will always love you. Because that's no conditions. That's a hard concept to grasp. That's a hard concept to put yourself out there and say, okay, I will trust you even if you don't trust me. I will love you even if you don't love me or even when you stab me in the back or when you call me those names or when you betray my love, I will still love you. It's like us in humanity being a temporal being. Temporal means time. It's hard for us to understand anything that we do in life without a time clock attached to it. I have great conversations with my father, my dad, and one of the awesomest ones was an eye-opening for me in, I don't really believe, this is my opinion, that my grandparents and ancestors are up in heaven, looking down, praying for me, crying for me, saying, Oh, Peter, you can get through the day. I really believe, I can say this, I really believe that because we're temporal down here, there's a time space between their death and our death where when you're not temporal and there's no time space, it's like we just stepped into heaven altogether. Wrap your mind around that. You go ahead and chew on that a little bit if you want to. Uh, it'd be like, I, when I get to heaven, however that may be, my grandfather's already there. And I, I'll walk up next to him and say, grandfather, what are you doing? And he'd be like, hey, what's up, buddy? I'm just praising Jesus. It's good to see you. With no time attached to anything, it's like we're there. I don't know. That was my opinion. I'll let you, uh, that was in my notes. As you could tell, I kind of went in a rabbit trail on that one. There's another father. You ready for another father? Another mother, mother, father, father, mother. There's another father. He has two kids. Both these kids are sons. The one son comes to the father and says, Dad, I can't do this country living anymore. I'm going to bounce out of here. I'm going to go to the city. And uh, honestly, I really don't expect to return. So I'm going to go live my life. And whatever you have for me, if you want to give me anything, 
uh, I'll take that with me when I go. So the father scrounged up what he had for the son, gave the son everything he had for him, and the son took off towards the city, living a wild life, only to find himself in the pig slop one day just trying to survive. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible of the prodigal son. Found himself in the pig slop saying to himself, my father's servants eat better than I do. I'm going to return home to be one of my father's servants because I need food and I'm dying. And as a Jewish boy, I'm not supposed to be interacting with these pigs. And I am, I'm feeding them and the pig slop I'm feeding them is tempting me because I'm hungry. So he returns home. The father sees him from a far off distance and run towards him saying, my son is home. He greets the son, welcomes the son back into the house, gives the son his best, his best sandals, his best clothes, and the father sacrifices the fatted calf and says, we're going to party tonight. You see, the fatted calf sacrifice was not so that the father could feel good with the son there in his presence. It's so that the son would feel good in the presence of his father. My father sacrificed the son. I'm sorry, my father sacrificed the fatted calf. It's going to make him feel welcome. The party is going to cover him, bring him in, and let him know everything's okay. But from day one, the father's thought of his son is everything has always been okay. Because you've always been my son. And even though you left my house and left my covering, you will always be my son. The scriptures say, the earth is his and the fullness thereof. And God, yet God, the father, sent his one and only son to die on a cross so that you and I would feel okay. God the Father sacrificed his son so you and I would be able to approach the Father. That we would be okay in his presence because he has always been okay in your presence. He has always loved you. He has never left you. He has never given you a disease, a sickness. He has never caused harm to come towards you. Can you imagine causing harm on purpose to come towards your kids? 
giving your kids a disease, let alone a fatal disease or something that needless to say, they find themselves in the bathroom puking for a day or two. How awful that is for myself to have to hold my daughter's hair while they're bent over the toilet throwing up or bent over the bowl. I say to myself, if I could do anything to take this from my kid, Yet, yet with everything in the world belonging to him, he still sent his son to die. No greater love is there than for someone to lay their life down for a friend. No greater love. I'm here this morning for these few minutes to talk to you to tell you how much he cares about you. He's never left your side. Don't be thinking that the evil behavior that you have done has distanced himself from you because the fact is it's our minds that have tried to distance ourselves from him so you have to be an overcomer this morning to understand what's happening and understand it's my mind that's trying to distance me from my father because he's always been there Did you get something out of this today? I want to thank you for coming out. How many enjoyed the fathers today? I really hope, you know, every time I see a father, uh, whether it's on TV, in a movie, uh, a father in a shopping mall yelling at their kid, it uh, or, or a dad picking up and carrying. And, and I say dads uh, at the same time. Moms, you're in the same boat. I'm, I'm not uh, excluding. It's not Father's Day today. Okay? I'm not excluding uh, the moms because we, we have kids together. Amen? Husband and wives. And when you have a child things change in your life and they have changed for me and with my four girls I wouldn't have it any other way but I think understanding the love I have for them has broadened my love for people in humanity just out in public when I see people who have been mistreated Uh, the worst for me is to see kids that have been mistreated We were just camping recently and there was a little girl there that one of our girls befriended and she was very excited because she was up for adoption and there was a potential adoptee. And uh, I talked to the foster parents 
And he said, yeah, he said, it's a hard process right now because uh, the kids know about it and they get hope and something falls through the crack and then it shatters their world because it doesn't happen. And he said, we've seen it time and time again. And my heart was just broke for the little girl and I just wanted to sweep her up and have five kids and just take her home. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's like, it's that compassion that you have, you know, and that compassion, knowing how he views me has changed my view on not just other kids, but other people in general to say, man, how can you say that to that person? No matter what color, no matter what race, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what sex they are or they think they are, how can you talk down to that person because he loves them just as much as he loves me. Just as much as he loves you. Amen. So I'd like to pray for you this morning. Can we pray? Jesus, Father God, I thank you for your amazing time that we could come together gather here at Faith City, gather in, in front of the computer or phone and, and view on Facebook and maybe understand a little better glimpse of who you are, uh, a better glimpse of what you think about us so that we can change our thinking, so we can, we can turn that 180 and turn back into salvation, Father God, for what, what you have for us. I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you spoke to us this morning you put something inside of our heart that we can mull over, we can chew on, and it can, uh, it can change our life. Prick us at that right moment that we can bring it up and realize how much you love us, how much you care for us, what you have done just to stay with us. I thank you for that this morning. I thank you for all that you have done in our lives and all that you're con continuing to do. There might be some of us here, some of us watching, that you feel broken at this time. And you need to realize that he has never left you. He's right there with you. Let his strength be your strength. Let you be encouraged this morning. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I thank you for all of those that have gathered this morning. I thank you for your love, your grace, your spirit that gets us through the day. Let us continue loving ourselves, loving you, and loving one another. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. 